0: Wow. We're back. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Less of a Mess, the only podcast where free relationship advice is worth every penny. This is a first for Less of a Mess because uh, there's no guests. It's just your boy. Uh, It's Everett. This is a solo Less of a Mess episode. There might be a bunch of solo less of a mess episodes after this but you know people people have lives and and I don't <laughs> when you freelance you don't really have a life you're just kind of you're just kind of winging it so uh that being said uh we're going to we're going to keep the ball rolling on this thing we're not going to let we're not going to let this podcast die damn it I love it way too much for me to for me to not do it so um but yeah thank you guys for continuing to listen in, um, there's a lot going on that I want to talk about. Um, and if you're not already, uh, please subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts And then we're also on Spotify and we're going to do, uh, we're going to do some audio, some audio episodes for, for, for a little while. Um, so you guys can, do other stuff listen to listen to the podcast and uh and you know you don't have to sit behind a computer and watch me talk for an hour plus but you can actually just listen to me in your car and you won't be missing out on anything so anyway that being said uh what's going on with me um uh, man a lot of good things uh one again just getting the getting the podcast going again which has been which has been cool. Uh, You know, I really do enjoy doing this. Uh, It is fun. I love to talk. I talk way too much for the most part, but that's what a podcast is for, is for people that like to talk way too much, and I am one of those people. There's a reason why I continue to just push on with getting this thing going, is because, man, let me tell you, something that I would love to do for a living is just talk. My ultimate, goal is to, my ultimate goal is to have a talk show, but you got to start somewhere. And so if I can just get this this podcast to just, you know, get off the ground and hopefully get some sponsors and get some ad revenue and then maybe, you know, turn it into a thing and pitch it to, you know, people that got more money and all of them, then, that would, that's, then that's ideal. But in the meantime, you know, I'll just sit here and ramble to you guys but yeah anyway so the podcast you know we're back uh it's going and then let's see what else is going on with me I have been getting a lot of amazing opportunities on the graphic design side which is uh, which is really which is really great I can't talk about most of them actually one of them I can talk about uh I worked on the uh the hip-hop till infinity immersive experience uh in LA um Over the holiday, not over the holiday, but like in November, December, I did some motion graphics work for that. And it was really cool to really cool. to. It was a fun project uh, and it was really cool to like work on a section of of the experience that represented a cultural movement that I worked that or that I lived through. You know, um, I didn't really expect to get this opportunity, by the way, it it just kind of fell, fell in my lap through, you know, the connection of a friend um, who wasn't able to do a job. And so he passed it on to me. But yeah, I, I ended up doing motion graphics for like the Bay Area, like Bay Area hip hop and the hyphy movement. And it was weird because I'm like, dude, I grew up in this shit. Like this was my, this is my adolescence. <laughs> like, and so to kind of like, you know, it was kind of a, a, a an amazing moment to kind of see motion graphics that I created be projected onto like this a hundred by, you know, this, this 40 foot by a hundred foot wall, you know, uh, just representing, you know, just representing the Bay, uh you know, and things that I made, you know, on a massive scale, it was really cool, it was a really cool, uh, moment, so that was cool, so if you, if you get a chance, if you're in LA, go check out the Hip Hop Till Infinity, uh, experience, I don't really know the official name, but go check it out, it's in, uh, it's off of Sunset, I'm sure you can Google it and find it, it's by, like, Mass Appeal and all those guys, so, yeah, that's a, that was a cool thing, um, I celebrated a 33rd birthday in December, on December 27th, which was which was fine. You know, it was on my birthday. I didn't really do anything. I just kind of spent the, the day driving back from seeing my family in the Bay Area. Um, and yeah, I was in the car the whole day. <laughs> I was, You know, I was getting phone calls and text messages, but I didn't answer none of them because I was driving the whole time. So, you know, that's that's kind of the story of my my birthday is I don't really talk to I don't really do much on December 27th because it's literally two days after Christmas. Nobody's nobody's doing anything like and when I say nobody's doing anything, it's like people are either just chilling, they're taking vacay, they're off with their families like they're not available to go to a birthday party for the most part in December, you know? And so I don't even try to have a birthday party with all my friends because I know nobody's going to be able to go. So usually on my birthday, it's, it's dead. Like there's nothing going on, which, you know, that can be a little sad sometimes because it's like, man, it's my birthday, man. I'm supposed to be surrounded by people, you know, and, and having a good time, you know, but it's, you know, 33 years in, you kind of accept like, it's not, it's, these are the cards you're dealt. People are just busy at around that time of the year. They're out of town. They're doing like, they're, they're doing family stuff. They're not, you know, they're just not available to pull up to a birthday party two days after Christmas. So, uh, so yeah, I didn't really do much on my birthday, but, um, Chloe and I, we ended up going to a uh, big bear, or like uh, like the top of January for like New Year's. We ended up going to Big Bear and I ended up snowboarding for the first time, which was incredible. I freaking loved it. I obviously wasn't good at first. <laughs> I was falling. I fell the whole way down the, the down the hill, just eating snow the whole way down the hill for the first go around. It was extremely difficult way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. I I 100% thought that these YouTube videos were going to help me through this experience of getting down the hill. I was I I went into I went up that hill so confident. I'm like, "Man, I've been watching YouTube videos for a good 3 months before this trip, man. I'm straight. What? I got this, man. I got to the top of that hill. I turned my board, bro. I fell down immediately. Meanwhile, Chloe's over here. Sean Whiten all the way down the hill shredding it just completely just having no problem whatsoever getting down the hill on her snowboard just a true olympic champion straight up going down the hill meanwhile she's looking back you got it boo you got it boo i'm like oh my god don't she's not talking to me y'all like don't look at me <laughs> i am i'm trying my best everybody stop looking at me so Long story short, I I finally get down the hill. I stumble my way down the hill the first time, and she's like, "How was it?" I was like, "Well, I it was much harder than I thought." And she's like, "You ready to go again?" I was like, "I'm exhausted right now. I am I am so tired at this moment." And she's just like, "Okay," but I was like, "But I can't wait to go and do it again." It was one of those, you know, there's one of those things when you first learn how to snowboard. It's it's a metaphor for life lessons. Because you're falling so much. You're falling, in for, in my case, you're falling hard so many times. But the only way to get down this hill is you got to get back up again. Word to Aaliyah, you know. If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again, man. So uh, by the second time I, we went down the hill, I, I was eating shit some more. I did not make it down gracefully at all. Uh, by the third time, I felt a little bit of okay. I'm I'm figuring out the best way to do this. You know, I still was falling. I think I fell the hardest on my third go. Was, um, you know, you fall on your ass a lot, and I didn't have any like padding between <laughs> my uh, my pants and the you know and and the ground. And so I'm pretty sure I bruised my tailbone. It's been about a month, and I'm still kind of in pain with that. But anyway, so by the fourth and fifth time though, I got it, bro. The fourth time I I only fell once getting down the hill, which was an um, which was a miracle. I was so proud of myself. And then the fifth time, I fell a couple more times, but that's cuz I was exhausted. I was like, okay, I'm tired. Like most of the times I fell on the fifth time, I fell on purpose cuz I just needed to sit down cuz my quads were on fire, dude. My legs were shot. I was like, okay, this is why the snowboarders are considered extreme athletes because this is an extreme sensation I'm feeling in my legs right now. So um but yeah by the fifth time I got down the hill I was I was confident. I was like, I'm a snowboarder now, bro. I am a snowboarder. I can I can get down a hill without falling. You know, if I really focus, but I can do it. So yeah, snowboarding experience was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I left that place. I was like, I think I want to buy a snowboard. I think I want to buy a season pass. I want to do this every fucking year. This is amazing. You know? Um, so I really did enjoy myself. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait to go snowboarding again. I think I might go soon. Uh, cause my, uh, my cousin, he lives in Sacramento and he's like, I'm trying to go to Tahoe to go snowboarding. I was like, Psh, honestly, I got hella southwest points. I may fly out to Sac, and then we can mob up to Tahoe and make it fucking happen. So because it was that much fun. The one downside I will say is like on the fourth run when I was getting off the lift, I fell. And, you know, when you get off the lift, when you have a snowboard, uh, you only have one leg strapped in and I fell. And so I was twisting, you know. I fell and I twisted, but the snowboard stayed still. So I was like, "Ooh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if I was gonna like pop or, or tear an ACL or something." And you know, I, I got, I freaked out because I was like, "Fuck, dude, I'm, I fell and the board is stuck and my knee." and, uh, nothing popped or anything, so I was happy about that, but I still do feel a little bit of, like, soreness and tenderness on my knee right now, it's not terrible, it's not like I can't walk or anything, but it's just like, oh, damn, I fucked my knee up, dude, like, you can't be fucking your knee up when you're, when you're, you know, 33, it's just not, it's not gonna heal that fast, so, anyway, um, yeah, other than that, man, just, uh, just getting some, some more graphic design work, Um uh, you know, getting some great opportunities, which is really exciting. Can't talk about them at all. But, um, when I can talk about them, you guys will be the, probably like the fifth to know. Um, cause I can't really tell anybody, but yeah, yeah. I got some stuff cooking and, uh, yeah, that's it with me. But, uh, all that being said, uh, let's get into some substance. Let's get into why you guys are freaking here. So, uh, you guys I hope you guys remember the name of the segments because I do I believe I do and it is called how do we feel about that and basically how do we feel about that uh sorry I need to bring that in better because I forgot I need to add sound to this so hold on so the first segment is called how do we feel about that And how do we feel about that? We basically go through whatever the kids are talking about, whatever's going on in the world, whatever everybody's jibber-jabbing about, and uh, we basically go through and talk about how we feel about it. And let me tell you, there is a lot of stuff that happened recently that is going on. Uh, First, the biggest one is that the Oscar Oscar, uh, nominations just came out. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have to go through them together, guys. We have to go through them and basically, you know, uh, basically see what the snubs were and what the things were, you know, what the things that, uh, that you know, that tracked. Now, the first thing I'll say about the Oscars is, to be honest, I stopped really caring I stopped really caring about these awards because they're all subjective, you know, it's a, it's really just a bunch of like, it's a really a bunch of old white people just sitting around talking about what movies they really liked, and, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, whatever, nobody gives a fuck about what they think, but, you know, just for entertainment value, we can go through and pretend like we actually give a fuck about what these awards are for, so uh, let's go through, and we'll start with Best Picture. So I have to. Okay. And I have to. Okay. I'll just go through Best Picture. Um, the nominations for Best Picture are American Fiction. Uh, I didn't get to see that one. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I've never heard of that. Barbie. Saw that one. The Holdovers. Saw the previews. Killers of the Flower Moon. That's the one with Leo DiCaprio, um, and Scorsese. Maestro. I think that's the one with, um, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Oppenheimer. I uh, saw that one. Past Lives uh, and Poor Things and The Zone of Interest. I've seen one of these movies. Oh, I saw two. I saw Barbie Heimer. Um, And I'll tell you what, Oppenheimer doesn't deserve Best Picture. I'll be the first person to say that. I saw that movie and I it was so fucking boring, dude. And it, because here's the thing, people really saw that movie because they wanted to see they wanted to see like a cinematic experience of like a nuke blowing up. That's what people wanted to see. And when I tell you that bomb was so underwhelming, it was crazy. You know, because Nolan's like we only do practical effects. It's like, well, bro, no matter how many practical effects you have, you will never be able to replicate the scale of a nuclear bomb with napalm and dynamite, bro. It's just not going to happen. And it didn't. It didn't feel like a nuke at all. It was so underwhelming, dude. It was it was it was weak, bro. I was like, ain't no way this is a nuke, bro. It wasn't at all. So, uh anyway i say that because oppenheimer was all like it was leading up to that point and then it was just like it fell flat completely so there was that and then let's see uh then we had barbie i thought barbie was fun it'll probably win best picture because of all the people that are in it you know and i think that i think that uh that Gosling I mean that was Gosling's movie Margot Robbie okay cool yeah she was great she was great Barbie whatever but to be honest the main the, uh, Gosling made that movie it was literally the Ken movie and I know it the whole point of the movie being made was the opposite of like but Gosling was just perfect in that movie so you know the other movies I haven't seen bro <laughs> I'm not even gonna cap I haven't seen any of them I've heard of poor things I, it looks interesting. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if I, if I, if it won just because it's different. And I always appreciate somebody doing something different. American fiction. That's the black, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the one with Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K Brown. Apparently, I guess he's in it. I I still haven't seen it. I've heard mixed things. I heard it was really good, but then I also heard it was like, you know, it was whatever it was. It was whatever, you know, it was pandering, it was a black movie that pandered to white people, I, I guess, so, it wasn't a black movie, I guess it was a black movie, I don't know, I haven't seen it, I can't even talk about it, I ha- I can't even talk about it, I can just repeat things that I've heard, but, yeah, it looks interesting, I definitely want to see it, I love Jeffrey Wright, and I love, listen, if it's the black movie, then I hope it wins, I hope it wins over everything, I don't care if it's not, I don't care if it's good or bad, if it's the black movie, it needs to win, period, so, and then what's the other one I, I saw? The Holdovers. That one looks that one looks fine. It looks you know, it looks like it's a it's a movie with heart. Uh Killers of the Flower Moon. There's even if that movie sucked, it's it's nominated because Leo DiCaprio's in it. And Scorsese wrote it. Like, come on now. All right, going on to Best Actor, Bradley Cooper in Maestro. Uh yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Uh Coleman Domingo and Rustin. Oh shit! coleman domingo got a oh man i didn't wait why have i never heard of this movie rustin huh hey shout out to coleman bro he used to come into the uh man used to come into the uh to the gym that i used to work at and just be super cool bro and just be in and and send like hella love bro like Coleman Domingo's a cool guy, bro, and he's he's an actor's actor, too, man. He's been doing this shit for years. I hope Coleman wins, bro. I don't even care. Oh, wait, hold on. Before I say that, uh, Paul Giamatti's nominated for The for the Holdovers. I like Paul Giamatti. Uh, Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer. I'll be honest with you. Cillian Murphy, unfortunately, just got pulled into a boring script, but he he acted his ass off in that movie you know, I, I respect Cillian Murphy a lot, you know, hopefully some shit doesn't come out about him, you know, because I respect him so much, but, um, and then, and then Jeffrey Wright is nominated for American fiction. Jeffrey Wright got snubbed for, for his, Jeffrey Wright got snubbed for his first movie, which was, um, the Basquiat movie, because if you ever go back and watch Basquiat, with Jeffrey Wright, man, you should. You, everybody's like, "Oh, he should have won an Oscar for that," and he didn't. So I, my guess is that Jeffrey Wright's gonna win one for American Fiction because it is past due. It is very, it is very much past due. So hold on one second. I have to, I have to adjust something. Okay, sorry about that. So then, uh, let's see, and then we have. Uh, so yeah, so Jeffrey Wright, um, is nominated for American fiction and I hope he wins. Uh, and then it's either, listen, it's between Coleman or Jeffrey, to be honest, uh, best actress, Annette Benning, Nyad, uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of the Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro and Emma Stone for Poor Things. I know one of these people. I know one who one of these people are. And that's Emma Stone to be completely honest. I know it, actually no. Lily Gladstone, she's the she's the um uh uh uh, uh she's the Native American actress, correct? The, the like the indigenous, not indigenous, I'm sorry. I don't know the I don't know the term. She's the Native American actress. I hope she wins too, bro. I hope she wins cuz her cuz her Golden Globe speech was beautiful. I really did love I do really did love what she had to say. Um obviously Emma Stone is is dope and she was like in her character character in this last movie, so you know, hopefully she wins too. Um let's see. Uh best supporting actor Sterling Sterling K Brown, American Fiction. Uh Robert De Niro, uh Killers of the Flower Moon, uh Robert Downey Jr. Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. If I had to pick one based off of performance, Ryan Gosling, bro, he that man needs to win for Barbie. He made that movie. He made that movie. It he made he was the most entertaining part in that movie. If he doesn't win, listen, Sterling K Brown, I hope he wins. He needs to win. But listen, Ryan Gosling, if he wins, I wouldn't be mad either. Um let's see. Best supporting actress, Emily Blunt Oppenheimer. Uh, she she had a forgettable performance. I'm not gonna lie. I love Emily Blunt too, but honestly, she should have won one for uh, Quiet Place. To be honest, um, Daniel Brooks, The Color Purple, uh, America Ferrera, Barbie. I'd love it if America Ferrera won for Barbie. I love America Ferrera. She's awesome. Jodie Foster, NIAID, uh Devine Joy Randolph, uh, the holdovers. Um, yeah, I haven't. I mean I'm going for America Ferrera for that one. I know there's two other black I know there's two other black nominees in this. I'm pretty sure Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple because it's The Color Purple and I think it's Divine Joy Randolph. I think uh I think yeah, maybe that's a black woman. I'm not sure though. These are all people I've never heard of. Um which is probably a good thing because it's like hey, they're they're you know, they're looking at talent versus versus just familiarity but who knows. Uh okay, best director Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. That name sounds familiar, Jonathan Glazer. What else has he done? I'll look it up in a second. Yorgos uh Lanthimos, Poor Things. Uh, John uh Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh Killers of the Flower Moon, Justine Tree, uh Tree Anatomy of, the, of a Fall. Yeah, I haven't I've only seen Oppenheimer and I don't think that, that one's going to win anything, so Uh, let's see. Oh, this is the take in, you know, international feature film. I'm not even going to go through those because I've I've never heard of them. But this is the problem that I have. The fact that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse didn't get nominated for Best Picture. It is nominated for animated feature film, uh, along with The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, uh, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The fact that it's nominated for animated feature film is fucking bullshit. It was the best film of the year, but maybe because it's animated, it's not technically a film? I don't fucking know, dude. But whatever it is, the Oscars need to stop capping and stop playing around with the fact that like listen bro spider-man across the spider-verse was the best movie of the last two years to be honest of the last two years i don't care what anybody says it was that good it was that good but you know it is what it is uh let's see adapted screenplay and nobody really cares about these original screenplay visual effects uh I guess we can go through a visual effects, because that's kind of in the realm of what my I'm interested in. So, visual effects, uh, the creator, uh, then Godzilla, minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one, and Napoleon. Wait, I feel like something's missing here. Oh, no, because it didn't come out. It hasn't come out yet. I was going to say, uh, the new Godzilla, uh, Godzilla versus Kong that looks crazy, but it's not out yet, um, the creator probably wins visual effects, the creator just, it looked amazing, it, it looked incredible, it looked so good, um, Guardians of the Galaxy obviously looked good too, but, uh, the creator, the creator, listen, the movie wasn't even that good, to be honest, but the visual effects made it a contender for, like, a good movie, you know, uh let's see original score i don't really care original song i don't really care oh well okay if we had to do original song uh it's i'm just ken the other nominees are just not even that important <laughs> to be honest i'm just ken is the best original song uh documentary feature film eh, nah. uh cinematography uh no costume design probably barbie animated short film, live action short film, documentary film, editing sound, production design. Yeah, no, none of those I really care about, but yeah. So I don't know, man. I just hope every black movie wins. Um, except in the case of, uh, I, listen, I hope every black movie and nominee wins. And if they don't, then I hope, uh, then I hope Ryan Gosling, America Ferrera, or Emma Stone <laughs> win their, uh, win their stuff. And of course, um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse needs to win whatever it was nominated for because, man, that movie was great. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I just had to go through that really quickly. Moving on to something else to see... Um, oh, yeah, and, yeah, that that's just how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> I forgot that's the name of the fucking segment. That's how I feel about that. Uh, and then, yeah, and then going into uh, something else... Uh, comedian, Natasha Lagero uh, Leggero, uh, turns a comedy act into a strip show, um, and it's caught on video, so, uh, I, instead of, like, paraphrasing, I'll just read through this article really quickly, and then I'll talk about how I, I'll talk about my feelings about it, so, uh, Na- La- Natasha Lagero's comedy act, and if you guys, if you guys don't know who Natasha Lagero is, she's a, uh, she's a comedian, she's been doing it for a while, she's, on a bunch of stuff you can look her up um you know you'd recognize her if you saw her i think she did like a few comedy central roasts as well i think that's where i know her from um but anyway okay so natasha leggero's comedy act turned into a naked strip tease at the hollywood improv last week after she tore her clothes off and flashed her knockers to a packed crowd i do not choose the word knockers that's what tmz wrote um according to leggero and a shocking video obtained by tmz Here's how the here's how the show went. Natasha hit the stage at the Improv Wednesday night after uh, another comedian, Bert Kreischer, uh, uh, crushed it with his performance of the night, which included ripping off his shirt and telling jokes naked from the waist up. Uh, the audience loved it, eating up Bert's performance. So Lagero came up with the idea to copy Bert's bare-chested routine, since he was such a hard act to follow, and. Lagero put it this way. If boys can do it, why can't the girls? Good point, Natasha. Uh, but Lagero kept her plan a secret because she wanted to go with her gut and didn't want anyone to try to talk her out of it. After she uh, after her friend Burt killed it on stage a second time, uh, he introduced Natasha for her next go around and she paraded uh, she paraded out in her overalls with the top on now this is where things got a little interesting as the camera was turned on and started recording uh and uh then natasha started doing a sexy dance in front of everyone as uh They were completely oblivious as to what was going to happen. She then first removes her jacket, then the straps of her overalls and her shirt, completely exposing her bare chest. The whole place goes nuts, especially the dudes in the audience. In fact, one guy screams, holy shit. Then Leggero throws uh, back on her jacket to cover up her boobs before diving into her comedy act as the clip cuts off. So uh how do we feel about that Everett uh listen she she has a point if guys can do it why can't girls listen I I hate the patriarchy as much as as much as the next person because it's it's just created this this pendulum of resentment for you know between men and women and I think the patriarchy it started it and now it's a whole thing So I get you. There is a totally a double standard. And yeah, why shouldn't you be able to do that? Um, So that's my first thought. Uh, My second thought, though, is my second thought, though, is also she's a comedian. So she the thing with comedians is they can kind of get away with things a lot easier than non comedians. Because guess what? They don't even take themselves seriously. So why should we take what they say so seriously, say and do so seriously? If you're looking at the whole thing, it is kind of funny. Like the fact, like the timing and I get it. I, I see what she did as funny. I do. I'm like, I get it. The guy took his shirt off and was like, oh my God, this is a great thing. And then she's like, yeah, me too right, and obviously, yes, that is funny, and, you know, it's shock value, there's comedic shock value to that, and the thing, the thing with this, too, is, like, Natasha Legero, she is, she's known enough, she's known enough, she's not, like, a new comedian that's just trying to get attention, she's, she has kind of a, like, kind of a solid reputation as a comedian, like, She's she's a famous comedian. I'll I'll just say it flat out. She's a well-known comedian. And so, you know, she didn't have to do this to get a, to get attention. She didn't have to do it, but she did do it, and she knew that she was going to get attention. So, a part of me is kind of like there was a little bit there must have been a little bit of strategy here because I doubt that she just did I like when you decide to do something like that, it's never like, I'm just going to do this just to get laughs. Like, no, you also know, but you also know like, and I'm probably going to get a little bit of attention from this. But but you could say that about any joke, right? Any joke that stirs the pot, any joke that's controversial. And yeah, I think that she just made a decision. She's like, I'm going to do this controversial thing. It's going to get laughs. It's going to, you know, it's going to create shock value. and uh, And also she probably doesn't give a fuck. I think that's the part that I respect the most. She probably just doesn't give a fuck. She's probably just like, yeah, I did it, and what? She's, you know, I think she's like 50. She's like, I did it, and what? I'm 50 years old. I've got nothing to lose. Like, it's a stand-up show, so I'm not like, you know, I have, I have nothing to lose, everything to gain. And, uh yeah, like, so I don't... You know, before I even started talking about this, I was like, I got a lot of opinions. But as I'm talking through it, I'm kind of like, yeah, she she, like, yeah, she showed it. She, she showed her boobs and, you know, she knew that she was going to get a reaction. She knew that it had shock value. She's probably going to get a lot of unwanted attention from this. I think that's the part that I'm like, she she opened Pandora's box. She's going to get a lot of unwanted it. And or maybe she or is or maybe it's attention that she does want. Who knows? I'm making a lot of assumptions here. But my, but I just... Like, I don't know. She might... Listen, if she doesn't want the attention, then it's going to be a lot of unwanted attention from this. Because I'm... I don't know if she wanted dudes to, like, sexualize her. Or if she even cares. But that's what's going to happen. 100%. Um, You know? But I also... Listen. I also... Maybe she doesn't give a fuck about what guys say. You know? Maybe she's maybe she really just is like I, I did this thing i thought it was funny and i'm sure at least one or two or three poor, uh, other people think it's funny too i'm one of those people i'm kind of like i think it's funny but i also think it's like you can you can do other stuff to be funny too like you didn't have to do that but again she's one of those, she seems like one of those comedians that just doesn't care bro she seems like she's one of those comedians that is just like i could do and say whatever I'm a comedian, you know, I didn't hurt anybody, I didn't offend anybody, because there's no reason to be offended by anybody's like, there's no reason to be offended for, like, by a woman, just, or maybe, listen, this is my next question, this is my next question, is it sexual assault when you just, like, un, when you just un, uh, like, when you just announce, like, when you just unannounced, like, show your private parts is it considered sexual assault and or is it just or is that just like for men or is that also applied for women you know what i mean like what if a dude got went up there and showed his dick is that sexual assault like where does the where's the where like where's the line drawn i'm curious i'm not even i'm not even like i'm not even trying to trying to like imply anything because to me this isn't because i think that the double standard i think the line is drawn on like women's like women's chest i don't think is is as uh like is as um i don't think it's as threatening or as offensive i mean and again i'm 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 factoring in the patriarchy here as like there have been way too many times when men have unsolicitedly like showed their junk in front of people, and it's that is sexual assault. You cannot do that. And I think that because of the patriarchy, there is like a like men just we can't do certain things, and rightfully so. We shouldn't be able to do certain like certain things we can't do, and it's our fault. It's men's fault why we can't do them. I don't think it's. F- <clears throat> I don't think it, it needs to be, listen, things are not fair. And so to level it out, things can't be fair on the other way too. There's always going to be a double standard because things have never been fair. So, um, especially for women, like, and so my, my whole thing is like, listen, it's okay. Listen, if she wants to throw her boobs out there, it's, it's totally fine. Like she's not hurting anybody. She's not, if dudes can, (laughs) whip their dick out without any consequences for you know for since the beginning of time and she just wants to throw her boobs out one time like let her do that like it's not (laughs) she not hurting nobody you know what i mean uh uh, um so that's my thought initially but you know there's going to be a bunch of dudes out there that are going to be like that's sexual assault she's She's throwing her boobs out. I didn't ask for this. I feel attacked, right? And those dudes are lame. Those dudes are fucking lame. Those dudes are lame. Like you know you don't, nigga. No, you don't. Stop it. So that's that's how I feel about that. I don't think there's. I don't think she did anything wrong. I think it is in realms of comedy though. In in the realm of comedy, I do think it's a little corny. I, I don't I'm not a huge fan of like shock value shock value comedy you know what I mean but again maybe she's I'm just not her audience you know she didn't do that for me if that's the case but um if you were to ask me I'd be like eh, I mean it's kind of corny bro it's kind of corny but you know it is what it is she did it she's gonna get attention she's gonna get publicity for it she's still funny she's not gonna get fired from anything like you know um, I'm just worried about how dudes are going to react to this and be like, oh my God, I can't believe the sexual assault, sexual assault. And I'm just going to be like, wow, you guys suck. You guys, I'm not with them, bro. I'm not with them. So anyway, that's how I feel about that. And then, uh, and then lastly, uh, I just have to say this very quickly. Uh, <laughs> I spice, Um, reacted to people commenting on a photo that she posted where they believed that she was pregnant. Uh, And uh, yeah, then she, you know, I guess she posted a picture um, where people were like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. Oh my God, congratulations, or whatever. Or just pointing out the fact like, oh my gosh, she looks pregnant. And she reacted to it and she wrote, nobody's pregnant uh she i'll say exactly what she wrote she's like nobody pregnant nigga's is just fat yeah she's just she she just had to go out on a limb and say yeah i'm just big bro she's like no nah, i'm just i'm just bigger like i'm not pregnant i'm fat <laughs> i'm like damn bro this is what we listen man i thought that was, i just i thought that was funny that's how I feel about that. I just thought that was funny. I'm like, "Damn, she posted a picture thinking she was hella cute." Thinking she And listen, it's not a bad photo. It's like, listen, it's but I can see why. <laughs> I can see why. People thought that she was pregnant and and now she had she had to go and you know, this picture that she posted where she thought she was like, "Yeah, I'm about to kill him with this." She had to go back and tell everybody, nah, I'm I'm not pregnant. I'm just, uh, I'm just fat, y'all. So that's, uh, yeah, bro. That's, (laughs) I just had to throw that last one in because I thought it was funny. But anyway, so that's how I feel about that. And, uh, moving on to the next segment, which is my favorite segment, uh, it is called Free Game. And in Free Game, uh, we, or I in this case, uh, basically go through um, any relationship situation that you send us, you send me, or send us, we're still, we're still a group effort here, uh, that you send us at less of a mess at lessofamesspodcast.gmail.com, and we will go through it and we'll analyze it, talk about it, and give our free game about it. And since I haven't gotten any emails from anybody about uh, about any relationship stuff uh I just go on relationship reddit read a scenario and give my free game on that and you guys can take from it whatever you need so let me first I'm stalling right now because as usual if you're <laughs> if you're not new here, you know I am never prepared for this segment. I do not do my due diligence where I prepare beforehand. I always do it as I'm talking. And, uh, and I think I got one. Um, and, uh, but then I have to go through and basically see, uh, if it is, uh, if it is okay for me to read. Okay. Um, I will say, I will do this one. Okay. Sorry. Had to stall for a little bit. So the title of this one is, I, uh, am I being mean? i first of all, this is a 31 year old woman. She's, she's asking, am I being mean by blocking my mother-in-law who is 62 on Facebook? Well, let's see. (sighs) My daughter is almost five months old. Uh, my father-in-law and mother-in-law live in another province. Oh, they must be uh they must be Canadian, another province and visit us for about 3 weeks in October. Other than the visit, I have had no contact with my mother-in-law. I've tried to reach out several times to keep her updated about my family, about my family things, but only my father-in-law replies. When this happens, when this happened on Christmas, it sort of hurt my feelings. I made and sent a, sent her a gift and organized a Zoom call that the whole family could attend. On Christmas Eve, when the call was supposed to happen, we found out she had gone to bed early. The next morning, we tried again, and she left to go have a shower as soon as the call started and never returned. The only clues for why she did this uh came from my sister-in-law. She says my mother-in-law said that it's too hard to have a relationship with a baby online so she won't even try. <laughs> I have no idea what that means and uh means I must be ignored too. I have no idea why that means Oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea why that means I must be ignored too. So I gave up. I blocked her. I want a reminder of I want a reminder to myself to I want a reminder to myself to not reach out. Well, my partner asked me to unblock her because blocking her means she can't see the updates I post about her daughter in the Facebook group. She says totally cutting her off from her daughter is mean and she's old and doesn't reply to me because she sucks at technology. She also recognizes that she treat, how she treats me is rude. Quote, um, in parentheses, before our daughter was born, she would talk to me and did uh, and did say and do other things. Uh, out of parentheses and supports me not want and supports me not wanting to interact with her in any way I see her mess I see her messaging him quite regularly and post on her Facebook every day. She never liked or commented on a picture or post about our daughter. I think this probably means she never checked the group anyways also, I don't really get how I'm cutting her off from her granddaughter by just refusing to continue to be the bridge my partner, my father-in-law and my sister-in-law all have pictures and updates there and there's nothing stopping them from sharing them with her. Any day she can any day she could call up my partner and ask about our daughter. Is it my problem that she never has? Okay. Uh, so, my first, this is my first thought before I get to the free game cuz Chloe tells me that I'm just way too straight to the point. Like I have to actually like think about this and analyze it. So my first thing is obviously your mother-in-law doesn't like you. She doesn't like you for whatever reason. And it doesn't seem like you've ever just straight up asked her, yo, what's your problem with me? Now, I will be the first person to say, especially for certain personality types, myself included, that's very hard to do. If you're not if you're not somebody f- of, for confrontation, that's super difficult to do. So I understand why you can't just you don't want to just do that. However, because you haven't done that and you haven't gotten the straight up answer, you're sitting here on Reddit writing, overthinking, probably stressing about how every time your mother-in-law it, Every time you try to interact with your mother in law, she's cold or standoffish or whatever like there's an issue there. She has an issue with you. And you don't know what it is. So <laughs> so and I and I don't even I'm not even trying to make this a short free game. I'm not. But you need to first ask your mother in law, What is your problem? It, don't don't say it like that. Don't, don't 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 say it like that. But just ask your mother in law, like, yo, what is, you clearly have an issue with me. She's going to act like, oh, what do you mean? Like, yo, we're both adults. Do you have a problem with me? I will not, and just say, I won't get defensive. I won't get upset. I just need to know, I sense that there's a problem that you have with me. Is there something that I did, something that I didn't do that left a bad taste in your mouth? Please tell me so so I can address it. If you can ask it in a way that will be well-received, chances are you'll get exactly what you need to get out of it, the answer. And if you want to, you can talk about it like women. You can do that. And if she's still not making sense, that's the first thing you need to do is have a a woman-to-woman conversation about what the issue actually is. There's clearly an issue that she has with you. You just need to talk to her and ask her what the issue is. And she'll do her best to try to articulate it. And you got to do your best to sit there and try to understand it. Do not get combative. Because if you get combative, then it'll turn into, okay, now we both don't fuck with each other. If that is what it ends up being, if, if it turns into, okay, I'm not fucking with what she says or what her problem is with me, at that point, you can start to figure out okay, do I want this person in my life? And have a conversation with your husband and be like, listen, your mom doesn't like me because of this, 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 and this. Do you agree with her? He'll probably say no. He'll be like, nah, she's just a da da. And just, this is where you have to create a very firm boundary and be like, okay, bet, you don't mess with me. Or your mom doesn't mess with me. I've tried to talk to her about it, and what the things that she's saying doesn't seem like she's gonna let go of or it doesn't seem like they they don't make sense to me and I don't know where it comes from; it sounds like it's a personal thing for her, so I would very much like to just not have to interact with her, which is listen these aren't her kids they're not her they're not her children, they're your children. I I listen. The the blood is thicker than water. Shit, I'm. I don't subscribe to. That's just me. They're not your. They're not her children. They're your children, and you have every right to say I don't want this person around my my daughter, or I don't want to interact with this. I don't want to interact with this person, and you know she'll be. Oh, you're gonna keep me from my granddaughter and Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe because you're because you don't respect me. You're not you're not respectful to me. And so there's no reason why I need to tiptoe around what you want because you don't respect me. If you don't respect me, then you don't get to be part of my family. And yes, obviously I get it. Your husband is probably not going to like that, but if he listen, and I'm do not give him an ultimatum. I'll, I'll be the first thing this day. But if he's a reasonable dude, sit down and talk to him and be like, listen, bro, like he you already said that he recognizes that she that she doesn't treat you well. So he if he knows that and you're like, yo, I don't want to talk to her no more. She don't treat me well. Then he'll probably listen. If he's a real man, if he's a real if he's a real one, he'll definitely be like, listen, I will I I hear you. I will make sure that you guys do not need to interact and we'll just we we'll, anytime anytime I go visit my my mom I will take I'll take our daughter. You don't have to be there. It it's you know, we we'll, we can limit the interactions, but I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, you know. That that's just what it is. Um it sucks. It's a shitty situation to be in. You you know, everybody wants to have a big happy family, but I'll be honest with you. I've been in these situations where I don't fuck with certain family members. <laughs> I've been in these situations. So I I'm saying I'm saying what I'm saying like coming from a place of love where I've tried to kind of like pander not pander but i've kind of tried to like put my own feelings aside for the sake of other people being comfortable and trying to do the quote-unquote right thing but at the end of the day like I'm, i'm you know knowing i'm being disrespected but you know i just gotta you know i gotta suck it up no bro you don't have to suck it up if somebody's disrespectful to you you need to listen i'll even say this i'll go as far as saying listen if your daughter is witnessing you being disrespected. Guess what? She's gonna think that it's okay to be disrespected. So, instead, how about you just let her know? by again, actions be, speak louder than words. Just kind of say, "Hey, listen. Like, I love your grandma. I've tried to have a respectful conversation with her about what what it what her problem is with me." And she's you don't have to have this conversation with her. But when she gets older, she'll ask these questions. You can say this and say like listen i just she wasn't res- she was being disrespectful and i do not accept being disrespected and i'm not going to be disrespectful back i'm just going to keep this person out of my life and keep peace in my life everybody in my life you your dad you guys keep peace in my life but for some reason grandma is is being mean to me so to answer your question, am I being mean by blocking my mother-in-law on Facebook? Absolutely not. She's disrespectful to you. But you have to, again, you have to go back and start with asking her, talking to her like a, like a grown woman, confronting her. Yep, I said the big C word, confront. Confronting her about what is your problem with me? What it, What is it? I I I suspect that if you lead with that and just be like, "Hey, can I talk to you?" like I sense that there, you know, and again, there's a way you have to go about it, but just say, "Hey, can I talk to you? I just really do not understand what the problem you have with me is. I tr- I'm I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be, but I can tell that there is something that you do not agree with about me and I would appreciate if you were just honest with me about that, chances are, she'll, she'll say something that is very mean, again, because you're talking about a 62-year-old right now, <laughs> like, 62-year-olds, baby boomers don't know how to talk to people, bro, they're very, they can be, yeah, they, they she might say, yeah, you're just a little hoe, like, <laughs> yeah, you're just a little bitch, honestly, and, and, and yeah, and that that's gonna make you feel away and you're gonna wanna throw hands. Don't do it. Just know that there are baby boomers and they don't know how to talk to people, you know what I mean? Don't take it personally. If she says that and you say, Okay, well, where is that coming from? What what do I what am I doing to make you feel that way? And she just keeps going, you can make a decision. You can be like you can address it and try to convince her otherwise, or you could say, Okay, None of what you're saying is true about me, but i can't change your mind, so you know what we're just not going to have a relationship and that's totally fine you don't need to ha you don't need to have a re- you do not need to have a relationship with your mother in law to have a happy life you don't yes you're going to feel like oh, man, I just don't get along with my mother in law because my husband duh, 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 duh. but let's be honest, no matter who your husband had a kid with she- that person, if it's not you, still probably wouldn't be getting along with your the mother-in-law anyway. The mother-in-law is probably just a hater on anybody her son is dating. So, uh, yeah, that's my that's my free game, and uh, you know I hope you take it and you confront the situation. But, uh, yeah. But all that being said, that's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, to me, I'm Everett. Thank you. It's just it's the first solo one. I hope I did OK. I, I you know, I don't really have somebody to sit here and be like, how do you think I did? Uh, to be honest, I think I did as good as I could with uh, with the resources that I have being myself and my laptop sitting in front of me. So um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, please send any messages, mostly some free game questions to less of a mess podcast at Gmail dot com and yeah this is an audio only episode so uh please be sure to um to follow or subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts or on spotify and with that said i'm going to end this exactly how i end every less of a mess episode where i just awkwardly fade off into distance.